0: Welcome to another episode of Maximine Matters with your host, The Mexican, live on this uh, excellent, beautiful day. Fall is getting closer. Yes, I can feel it in the air. Live from the city that never sleeps, the greatest city in the United States, Columbus, Ohio. With your host, the man with the million dollar plan. If he can't do it, nobody can. Mexican. And I wanted to start off the podcast by some clarifications. Over the last week or so, there's been some follow-up questions to the last couple podcasts we produced. The Larry Macon, Liar, Liar, Pants on Fire episode, as well as the Back to School episode. Let me address... First and foremost, some of these questions. I've never actually hung out with the dude for more than the time it takes me to pass him while he's walking like a dumbass. I don't care if he's a great guy. I don't care if you think he's nice. Unless you can show me some charitable thing he's done towards your cause or towards you as a person. I could care less how you know Larry. Now, most of these people are runners. So I doubt that you actually run with him slash walk the full 26.2 miles. Most of you meet him like I met him on the course. He's walking. I pass him. Hey, Larry. What's up? Hey. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the occasional couple laps with him on the course, but I doubt anybody else is that slow to run the entire 26.2 with him. Now, yes, I've seen him run with a female or two that the majority of the course, they run with him, but every time, they never start with him at the same time. Usually, he starts by himself at the early or the way early start. Cause you can calculate, I and I've calculated before. Like when I saw him in New Mexico, I did the math. They allowed you a one hour early start. He finished maybe six to seven laps before I did because it was an out back course. Meaning, and, and mind you, he walks at maybe a 15 minute mile pace, meaning that he would have had to start a good. Two hours before to be able to finish that ahead of me so unless the race director got an email or formally was asked hey can I start at 4 a.m. oh yeah great but here's the thing they give you wristbands so at the end of the day it is based on your word oh yeah I've done seven laps here's seven wristbands that to me that, those kind of races is why I say they're not legit races Because you wouldn't be able to pull that stunt at the Philadelphia Marathon or Toronto Marathon or Pittsburgh Marathon or whatever have you. So this answers a few of the follow-up questions I had over the week. Well, Mexi, if they're certified, then they're technically legit. Nobody is disputing the certification aspect of the race. I'm disputing the laissez-faire aspect of the race. Where you're going on word of mouth or or one's word as one's bond to say, oh, yeah, I did X amount of of laps. I could have showed up five minutes before the start and started at the other side and said, oh, yeah, I've I've been here since 4 a.m. No, that's the part that bugs me. On top of that, apparently, I thought this was the first time, but apparently, no, this is not the first time he's been questioned. And how on earth do you start two races at the same time on the same day in two different states is beyond me. How do you have results on a race website's page where the results are showing people who don't even exist? That to me portrays a shady race. That you purposely signed up for. It's not like they picked you to run their race. Oh no. You purposely signed up for that race. Knowing full well. They pulled those kind of stunts. And they're very laissez-faire. That's the part that bugs me. It's like you know. I don't care if you're a nice guy. You know what you're doing is shady. And then. Here's the part that just came up. This past week. So there was another article. Marathon investigation. See, that's the thing. You can't question me if I've never been investigated by the fucker Derek Murphy. If you have articles about on Derek Murphy's website, then yeah, you're doing some shady shit. Because I have some issues and had some issues with people questioning my results. In every situation, I can explain it. Well, how come you are not in the results at the Birmingham race? Well, guess what? My bib. Didn't have pins. I had to put it inside my jacket. It must have not registered. That is not my fault. Oh, what happened in Montana, Maxie? I don't know. Asshole Asian volunteer. Went to go take a whiz. Didn't see five of us. And people throwing a fit. Even though I have photographic evidence of my turnaround. And that's the thing. That's why I take my phone with me. As my tracker... If I want to, and as my evidence holder. You want a picture? This was right before the turnaround. This is after the turnaround. Go match it. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. And five of us, like, I mean, I don't know what the guy was doing, but that's that's yeah. That's the volunteers issue. Why weren't why wasn't there more than one volunteer at the turnaround? That I don't know. That I can't say. I wasn't there. I'm not the director. It's the middle of nowhere Montana. It's a shitty race. I could care less. But that's what I mean. See... I still got the medal for finishing... Because... I actually finished. You got... Someone else who is on... A marathon investigation website. Multiple times... And this recent one, as I said, this recent development was him supposedly emailing the race director an apology. Oh yeah, I only missed the, that turn three times. Motherfucker, it's a loop. How can you do it at the beginning and then miss it after? Like, are you that retarded? How, is, how are you an attorney if that's the case? See, that, this is what I mean, people. You can't Go by his niceness. Oh, he's an old man. He's, he's you know, maybe he has dementia. Maybe something's off. He didn't realize. Okay, well, then stop practicing law. Because if that's the kind of attorney I have representing me that's going to miss a thing or two, oh, yeah, that's a big deal if I'm going to court. So you telling me you start doing the loops and then somehow midway through you forget? No. And then he goes on to email After we know he did this multiple times He emails the race director Oh yeah sorry I missed it three times But uh, my Garmin showed That I went back and and made up Made up the the missed laps The the missed turns Really And then on on the article The race director Who definitely did not remain anonymous Said When he was done They watched Larry finish When he was done He didn't go back out Or tell anyone he was going to go back out to make up the missed turns. And guess what? Some volunteer or race assistant, whatever, actually looked at Larry's Garmin and it actually showed 25 miles. Meaning he cut 1.2 miles of the course. And it's a .2 mile course. Guess what? I mean .2 mile section that he was cutting off Guess what motherfucker That means you literally cut that course Six times I don't know why It seems kind of weird to me that you would cut it six times Like if you're doing 25 If you just want to do 25 miles What's an extra 1.2 I don't know what the reasoning is But the point is you were seen on your garment that you were cutting the course because you had less mileage than what was supposed to be ran. And then you have the audacity to continue your lie by saying, Oh, I went back and made it up. No, you did not. And the race director outed him. It's on the article. And I'm like, what what the fuck's the integrity here? Like, are you shitting me? You were caught, you semi apologized vaguely. And now we find out that you were trying to justify cheating. Oh, I went back and and, and fixed it. No, you did not. You most certainly did not, apparently. And that's your nice guy, ladies and gentlemen. That's the answer to all the questions about why am I harassing Larry Macon. I'm not harassing anybody. I'm pointing at the fact that this is a guy... Who's done 2,000, supposedly, marathons, but only started running in his late later years. Hmm, weird. And has a string of results, especially one that was during the year he had the World uh, Guinness World Book of Records, that are very questionable. And we actually have video evidence and witness testimony that you cut the course multiple times. Because most of them are anonymous. Now we got the race director. So, how is he a nice guy? If we bash every person that cuts the course That we actually know I will never bash someone For suspectedly cutting a course And by suspected I mean We have, we have uh, circumstantial evidence As they call it If you don't have concrete evidence I don't know There might be a reason why There might be a reason not I don't know I can't say but if we have concrete evidence that you cut the course or we're cheating or we're doing whatever I will seek justice I will hound you just like everybody else hounds them. oh but Larry's different why because he's old no what about equality in this country he knows what he's doing And I still, to this day, to this day, the day this podcast is airing, I have no confirmation if he's been kicked out of Marathon Maniacs or the 50-State Club or whatnot. I have no confirmation. All I know is he was DQ'd at that race, and that's it. That is what I call bullshit. Because if we're hounding, let me give you an example of somebody who actually got hounded for, in my opinion, not doing anything wrong. I, know, I don't know if you guys uh, heard the episode I talked about this I think it was about over a year ago at the Boston Marathon some guy accidentally was given two finishers medals and he took one home to his and gave it to his wife under the pretext that his wife put up with all his training and all his weird hours and she deserved one as much as he did And I thought that was a good gesture and commemorable because of the circumstance. And it wasn't his fault that these idiots literally gave him two finisher medals. Oh, but because he put it on Facebook, somehow it leaked and everybody threw a fit about how he stole somebody else's medal. Get the fuck over yourselves. That kind of hounding is ridiculous. But, oh, hey, oh, we get follow-up emails. I get follow-up messages from people who are not okay with me hounding Larry for actually cheating. Don't cut the course. Or actually, you know what? That's I always say. Do whatever you want as long as it doesn't alter my way of doing things. If you're cutting the course and I have to read about it and I know you. Or know of you because of what's happened to me and the kind of hounding I know other people's get. Yeah, I will. I will speak out about it. Okay. And I don't care if he's a nice guy. I don't care if he, you know, makes you laugh. He's a course cutter. That and, and sorry won't cut it. And as I said, show me if you're a Larry supporter. Show me racist that he's done. Where he magically gets an early start on an actual legit non laissez-faire race. I don't care if it's certified or not. Most races are certified. I want like a Philadelphia marathon, Columbus marathon, San Francisco marathon. Something with a decent time limit that he actually has A, finished the race. B, gotten some kind of early start on. Because I guarantee you none of them will say yes. Most of them don't even let you pick up your bib ahead of time. So yeah, show me the money and I will back off. But until then, and until he gets kicked out, we will continue with with this news. Now, on to the other follow-up emails I got. But before we continue, I hope you, I just want to let you guys know Labor day is around the corner. It is almost a new month. It's Mexi's month. Use promo code MEXI. It saves you a bunch on many discounts. Especially if you go to Super Studio 253. Give Coach Super a call. She's got excellent classes. uh, Weightlifting, kickboxing, running, yoga, hot yoga. Just ask her. The first class is free. But... If you want to use the promo code MEXI, it will save you on your discounted membership. Give them a call, 253-272-0700. Super Studios 253, proud sponsor of the MEXI Mind Matters podcast. Same if you give American National a call. Vote for Remo, give him a buzz, 595-2934. Use the promo code MEXI and you'll save on your car insurance. Especially if you bundle, like Mexi did, life, auto, home. The promo code saves you money. American National, proud sponsor of the Mexi Mind Matters podcast. And finally, if you want to relax, go to Hand and Stone Massage. Use the same promo code. You'll get a discount on your Swedish massage, and you'll also get a discount on your membership. Pay once a month, get a free massage monthly, and they stack up. Valid anywhere in the US. You don't have to go to one in Dublin like Mexi does. You can go to Columbus anywhere, anywhere in the US. Hand and still a massage. Proud sponsor of the Mexi Mind Matters podcast. Let's address the back to school follow ups that I got. No, I don't hate teachers. No, I don't hate school buses, although I do see how they're pointless. I hate the fact that. These school buses don't have UM coverage or seat belts, and then you hire idiots to drive them. I hate stupid people, and I hate the American educational system. That lets that be that first step right there, let, let that be clear. Number two, let me give you an example. I had to deal with a car accident. Where kids were involved in an accident They were on the school bus They were not seated, not strapped down And the school bus Got in an accident Guess what? The school never told the parents So you expect me As a potential future parent To want to have these people go to this school Or get on the school bus? No! The, The parents Rightfully so My clients were irate That the school never told them That the kids were in an accident I'm like well we can't sue the school Because it wasn't the school's uh, The school bus's fault for the accident But they were irate And that's what drives me nuts That's why I hate school buses What is the point of providing A safe passage for these kids To cross the street To get on the school bus If if they're not protected once they get on there anyways On top of that School buses I have have one that comes up west of the road and stops on Westover Road, which is a busy highway. When the apartment complex that has all these kids clearly has a street that leads down, and then a bunch of side streets leading into the apartment complex. You can't turn in there because I guarantee you nobody's gonna care if the school bus is there. Whereas on Westover Road, oh, I care if you halt traffic on a busy highway. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. Now, moving on. To the nitty gritty of the podcast I'm sorry this actually took quite a bit longer than I thought But I want to talk about some other things First The The whole concept of You still got it Every time something happens That I thought I couldn't do but I could still do I have I I pictured the chant From a, a wrestling show Of people going you still got it Chanting that in the back of my head. Happened to me when I first uh, came back this year playing Australian football. uh, Caught a few balls. Kicked some goals. Hey, two games, three goals. I'll take that. Especially if I'm only playing three times before Nationals. And and not going to practice. Because, hey, if you're going to switch back to the shitty facility, uh, shitty practice field, I am not risking a torn ACL. It's happened twice in the team. Yeah, it won't happen a third time, especially with um, Arizona around the corner. So these chants kind of come and go? Uh, I forget what I was doing the other day. I was doing some uh, gardening, cutting down some bushes. And I did not wake up sore, which I used to do when I would go a long time without doing some yard work. And I'm like, oh, I still got it. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, that, that kind of thing comes to mind uh, anytime I do something like that. And this this week it happened again, mainly because last month our negotiator Kevin kind of tied me at sixty settlements for sixty demands. And I kind of struggle to get the 60. I'm like, wow, man, am I running out of files? Am I, do I not have it anymore? This month, I mean, we still got a little bit to go, but... Way over 60. And Kevin is struggling to even match. To the point where he tells me to pump the brakes. And you know I'm not going to pump the brakes. And I don't even know how he is complaining or stressed out about the numbers... His numbers Are a direct product of my numbers So If I do well He will do well the following month Once the review is done from the adjuster Not the current month And he still has Quite a bit of files from previous negotiators Who were doing stupid shit but yeah. It's not it's not a it's not apples to apples. It's not like I have another case manager that's, you know, trying to one up me. Like dude, nobody else is in the ballpark of the numbers I put up. To the point where the the office manager Found out how I keep track of my demands and said, oh, that's a good idea. Let's take that. So she basically paraphrased my entire Excel sheet and put it on Google Docs. So now we have a Google sheet of everybody's demand out on a monthly basis. And I'm like, so, okay. And then she goes, Alex, you'll keep track of it. You'll update it monthly. I'm like, so on my end, you want me to update this. But um, you want me to keep track of the Google sheet. It's like, yeah. I'm like, so I have to keep track of everybody's demands? Yes. I'm like, oh, so an additional 10? She so goes, well, don't be a jerk. I'm like, I'm serious. You literally want to keep track of 10 more demands. Oh, I'm sorry. Somebody has 7. 3, 2, okay, 5, 12, and then whatever Christina has. Oh, another extra 20 demands. Basically almost a 4 for what I have. Great, yeah, I'll keep track of it. No no problem. Don't you worry. And that's the thing. For example, Madri this month has, has 7. He's beating everybody else as of now. And I'm like, how sad is it That you're letting somebody who the last couple months had one or two demands beat you. And then I looked at demands because I was keeping track of it on the the sheet. They're all May and June date of injuries. So all the cases that he's had from way forever ago that he's neglected, he's not even following up on those. You're basically turning in demands for files that may be a chiropractor only. That means they only went to the chiropractor. And submitting those because they're easy demands. Two of which, I'm like, did I give you these files? Yeah, two of which, I gave them to them, ready to have the demand out. And this was back in freaking June. Because they were already been sitting since May. They were done treating in May. They used to be Pazza's files before she got fired. They were ready to go in June. You're sending them out in August. What have you been doing with these two files for two months? Like, I can't I should have kept them They would have been on my stat sheet For, la- for June or July That's insane But that's the kind of thing Like okay Mexi still got it Mexi's on top It pisses other people off But I don't care Like Christina gets mad That oh you can't pick and choose Which cases you get But bitch you can Cause you've been here 8 years You left cause you were pissed Came back You've been doing this for 8 years You suck at it For some reason because Hey, I don't care if you settle your own files You should have more than 20 Demands And maybe more than 10 settled On a monthly basis You can't settle them Because you're not sending them out Fast enough Well, that's, yeah That's the issue top of that, you come and go In the office, that's the other issue Nobody knows where you're going Hence why we have multiple staff meetings. And the same bullshit keeps happening. Hmm, I wonder why. So yes, I can pick and choose as that would be like, let's see. Who is a semi-not-so-great player? Let's see. That would be like Andre Iguodala getting upset when Steph Curry came to the team. Had he already been with the team to begin with? Obviously, we know Curry was drafted and then Iguadala joined after the fact. We know that, okay? Maxi knows his basketball. Calm down. But I'm just saying, what if Iguodala was already on the team and then Steph Curry came to the team? Does Iguadala have the right to be mad that Curry is taking all the threes? No. Because he, he's clearly able to recognize, oh... He's doing things better. He shoots better. Okay, let me support him. I can do my own stuff. That's fine. But he's clearly the better player. Here, no. Here we got Christina who thinks that she's, you know, untouchable for eight years. Because she's been there the longest. Yet, it took me a month to show that I could hit more demands than she had. One month. And then after that, I'm like, no, give me all these files. Fuck this. We're sending these out. And then I just blew everybody out of the water. Well, you just took people's files and they already had shit done. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure if I grab your files, Christina, you know, I'm sending 10 demands the next day. No. Guarantee you not. You gave me five files. They won't dog shit. Case and point. Another thing I'm going to talk about. You, know, you still got it segwaying, in, segwaying Into work Segwaying into a commute Most people commute 20 to 45 minutes to an hour To get to work It is very rare That Someone's like me Who last couple jobs I basically have lived Within 5 minutes of where I work Because I don't like to have a commute But if I get paid more money And the only downside is a commute Oh, I'm okay with that So If you're literally trying to get me To move Somewhere Like I've always said, I'm a city guy I need to have stuff around me Stuff to do, okay I remember when we first moved to the U.S., uh, Nestle was trying to get us to move to Marysville. And back then, Marysville was not what it is now. And I'm like, uh, this is too country. Fuck that. No. And then they showed me Dublin. I'm like, okay, all right. I can I can deal with Dublin. Same, same thing. You're not going to get me to move to like Plain City, Amlin, Bell Fountain, Marysville. Even still, Marysville, no. Just because... <clears throat> You want to be close to work No You have a 45 minute commute right now Before it used to be 10 Because you lived right by your job Okay Suck it up It is legit the only bad thing about your job A commute Ooh. And all these alterations Just to, to satisfy this commute Okay Well now we're looking at houses Because of the commute but then at the same time, you don't factor in Oh yeah, I tend to get sick Oh, I tend to have to miss a few hours What if they fire me? First off, nobody fires anybody because they're sick And have to leave a few hours early Especially as long as you average your 40 hours You're basically fine Number two, suck it up It's a commute, a commute's a commute, okay? It happens People commute to work I actually knew a co-worker who would commute two hours each way just to go to work. That's insane. I would never do that. That is ridiculous. Even with public transportation. If you lived in New York City and you had to commute and it took two hours to get to work. No. Fuck that. Move, then move closer. Then I agree. Well, that's the thing. When you get a new job You have to sacrifice something Like when I went from my old firm to this firm I knew off the bat When I got hired I said okay the only two things would be Having to drive through downtown And it would be Anywhere from a 25 minute drive To a 45 minute drive if there's traffic And My office Oh my office at the old Evil Empire Was awesome my current office, man, it's all right. I still get to do what I want, whatever. That is sacrifice. You always sacrifice something when you move from job to job. To job. A commute is the least of my concerns when it comes to getting a new job. Um, benefits, our salary... Co-workers side of town I mean There's many things I take into account When getting a new job That You need to account for How's my boss? How are my co-workers? I will say My co-workers allow me more freedom Because they're idiots But But They're idiots that don't fuck up my cases. Because I don't have to depend on them... To do my demands. And I've always said... As long as you... As long as I get credit for shooting the three... I would never consider... Working on a case... A waste of time. But you best believe... If you get a case... That is dog shit... And I still shoot the three... But guess what? Stuff's denied... Stuff's not happening... Hey, I didn't sign up the case I told them not to That's not my firm So at the end of the day Why do we have this nonsense case? I don't know I was only tasked with shooting the three So, uh, yeah But hey Many things to consider But don't come crying if you can't handle a basic commute when you had, I mean, it is tough going from a five minute drive to a 45 minute drive. I will give that. But suck it up if you clearly are happier at this job versus the old job. So, these are your worries. So, on that note, I just wanted to touch base. About the follow-up, email and messages I got, talk a little bit about the commute, and about how Maxie still got it. Some work stuff. Our episodes are always on iTunes and SoundCloud. Oh, before I, I officially finish the podcast, I do want to shout out, give a shout-out to uh, my listeners. Because episode 7 as I mentioned, was finally dethroned as the most listened to episode. Now it's 163, the Hawaii episode. But 175 has rapidly been listened to this, these, this month and has now become the third most listened to episode. Thank you, listeners, for making it happen. Again, part of my concept of he still got it. For the longest time I thought episode 7 would never be Overtaken And then it was by 163 Which is a recent episode And now 175 is in the top 3 Clearly My entertainment level I still got it I forgot to mention that But yes that was part of the point of You still got it Thank you to the listeners Especially the ones from Europe Because I see that uh, Countries like France, Poland Netherlands are increasing their listening. Mexico's also uh, cracked the top ten, finally. Thank you to whoever listens to Mexico. Family, friends, whatever. As always, like I said, check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. Send us your comments, messages, subscribe to the podcast, review, rate. Hit us up on social media. Facebook, Twitter. Snapchat, YouTube, you know the deal. And as always, as you always know, with this guy, when it's a Mexican, there's always a way. Until next time, see ya, people.